In today's edition of Cassidy Comments, I cover a lot of ground. I'll be talking about decision-making, morality, and even proof of the existence of God. That's a lot to take in, but I'm confident you will find something here that will help you as you face the question, which path should I take? As always, I invite you to leave me a comment on my blog or share your own method for decision-making. Okay, here we go. My husband and I were walking in the woods recently when we came upon a fork in the trail. It got me to thinking about how there are times in our lives when we must choose between two paths on which to walk. When in the midst of indecision, this can be a tough divide to face. Like you, I suppose, over the years, I have had to make a variety of decisions, and there is one thing that has helped me a lot for ordinary, everyday decisions. I have come to realize that there might not be a right or wrong answer. You see, when we have been raised to do the right thing, we start to think that when we are faced with a choice, one must be the right way to go and the other one must be the wrong way. But the fact is, and this has helped me a lot in some circumstances, either way I go might be fine. Our choices are not always between good and bad. Sometimes they are between good and good. If they are between bad and bad, well, then we might have to talk about that later. But even when our choice is between two goods, it can still be hard to figure out which way to go. I have found under those circumstances that I need to look at other determinants besides the simple right-wrong question. I often ask God to help me choose between all of the good things he has put before me. I know people joke about reading tea leaves, but the reality is I believe in paying attention. I begin to become acutely aware of the arrows that point me in one direction or the other. What are people saying to me that might speak into this decision? Which doors are opening and which are closing? Do I find myself trying to talk myself into something? And for me, I consider whether one path seems to get me excited and bring me more joy than the other. Finally, and probably simplistically, I try to never make a decision based solely on money. The key to all of this discernment is prayer, of course, and being affirmed that it is in line with God's plan. I find that looking at a decision from that perspective is actually more sound than simply basing it on right or wrong, because many times either way I go might be okay. God is always with us, and when we turn to Him and make a decision based on our desire to follow His will, He will bless it and continue to guide us regardless of the decision we make. However, when I said that there might not be a right or wrong answer, I want to be clear that I was not referring to situations that require moral decision-making. Maybe you are trying to choose between two colleges or two jobs or two very good doctors. Those do not necessarily involve moral decision-making, although, depending on the circumstances, sometimes they might. But with decisions that require a clear moral interpretation, we do find absolutes. Right and wrong is not dependent on one's opinion. If that were the case, then our measure for decision-making would be nothing more than a mere wiggly line that subjectively shifts with each passing thought. While moral absolutes might not be widely understood or accepted today, they do in fact exist. Often in making a case for them, we turn to faith. But what if someone is not a person of faith? How can they come to accept the existence of moral absolutes? Taking religious beliefs out of the picture, let's look at a simple example. 
If I say my car is red, but it is actually black, I am absolutely wrong about its color. It simply does not matter what my opinion is. It doesn't change the truth. Now, you might argue that my example is not a moral one, and you would be right. But you cannot argue that there are no absolutes in this world, because we can see by my example that there are. It wouldn't make sense to say there are absolutes about something so benign as a car color, but not for something as critical as a life issue. Part of our acceptance of absolutes using the car color example is that we went through a period in history where scientific knowledge was the go-to proof of any fact. If we can see it, touch it, and hear it, then we know it must be true. But the opposite of that, if we cannot see it, touch it, or hear it, then it must not be true, does not hold up under scrutiny. Our mistake was in believing that the scientific method applies to everything. There are things that science is super good for, and other things not so much. We cannot ask science for empirical proof of God's existence because that is outside the realm of its task. It can only take us so far. So then, how do we get empirical knowledge of God if science cannot prove he exists? We can turn to experts with knowledge in this field, but we can also turn to what is right outside our window. Here's another example. Nobody with a reasonable mind imagines that the words on a billboard just randomly put themselves in order until they formed a sign. Neither can we reasonably imagine that a world as orderly as ours was simply thrown together randomly. Outside your window right now is proof of the existence of God. As we look on the beauty of this world, we cannot miss the one who created it, just like we know that the billboard had someone who created it. Listen to the words of scripture that come to us in the book of Wisdom, chapter 13. Here it is said much more beautifully than I can say it. For from the greatness and the beauty of created things, their original author by analogy is seen. That was verse 5. And then if we continue with verse 9, we find, For if they so far succeeded in knowledge that they could speculate about the world, how did they not more quickly find its Lord? I'm Janet Cassidy, and I'm glad you could join me today for this edition of Cassidy Comments. I hope you will share it with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe. Check out my writing on janetcassidy.blogspot.com. I hope you have a blessed day in God's Word.